Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I am really looking forward to these next few episodes where I'm going to read it through and maybe with a few comments here and there, but I am going to read through the book of Galatians. I may even venture out and read it in the Amplified Classic, the Message, and the Passion Translation, because I believe that repetition is so very important. And when God says in Jeremiah 23, 29, he says, isn't my word like a fire that will burn up everything that wouldn't make it through the test anyway? And isn't it like a hammer that can break the most stubborn resistance? Oh, my friends, the power of his word. It is great that we comment on the word. It's great that we read other books that take us into the word of God. And and it's like having a five-fold, you know, um, teaching gift, right, that, that speaks to us when we read these classic books that often I do on here. But there is nothing that replaces the reading of the Word of God. So I make no apologies for sharing these episodes with you here in these early days of 2023, that we might just let the purity of His Word wash through us. So incline your ear, my friends, and listen to his voice in his word and let it literally ignite you in the days that you're in and the days ahead. Love you all. All right, here we are. Galatians 2 out of the Amplified Classic. I am reading this today and we are allowing the word of God to speak to us It's not just that we rightly divide the Word of God. The Word of God has to rightly divide us. So with its fire, with its strength, with its cutting power, I want to release the Word today in its power and simplicity. So today I'm reading Galatians 2 from the Amplified Classic. Here we go. Then after an interval of 14 years, I again went up to Jerusalem. This time, I went with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me also. I went because it was specially and divinely revealed to me that I should go, and I put before them the gospel, declaring to them that which I preach among the Gentiles. However, I presented the matter privately before those of repute, For I wanted to make certain by thus at first confining my communication to this private conference that I was not running or had not run in vain, guarding against being discredited either in what I was planning to do or had already done. But all went well. Even Titus, who was with me, was not compelled, as some had anticipated, to be circumcised, although he was a Greek." My precaution was because of false brethren who had been secretly smuggled in to the Christian brotherhood. They had slipped in to spy on our liberty and the freedom which we have in Christ Jesus, that they might again bring us into bondage under the law of Moses. 
To them, we did not yield submission even for a moment, that the truth of the gospel might continue to be preserved for you in its purity. Verse 6. Moreover, no new requirements were made by those who were repudiated to be something, though what was their individual position and whether they really were of importance or not makes no difference to me. God is not impressed with the positions that men hold, and he is not partial and recognizes no external distinctions. Those, I say, who were of repute imposed no new requirements upon me, had nothing to add to my gospel, and from them I received no new suggestions. But on the contrary, when they really saw that I had been entrusted to carry the gospel to the uncircumcised Gentiles just as definitely as Peter had been entrusted to proclaim the gospel to the circumcised Jews, they were agreeable. For he who motivated and fitted Peter and worked effectively through him for the mission to the circumcised motivated and fitted me and worked through me also for the mission to the Gentiles. And when they knew perceived, recognized, understood, and acknowledged the grace, God's unmerited favor and spiritual blessing, the grace that had been bestowed upon me, James and Cephas, Peter, and John, who were reputed to be pillars of the Jerusalem church, gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship with the understanding that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised Jews." Verse 10, they only made one stipulation, that we were to remember the poor, which very thing I was also eager to do. But when Cephas, Peter, came to Antioch, I protested and opposed him to his face concerning his conduct there, for he was blamable and stood condemned. For up to the time that certain persons came from James, he, Peter, ate his meals with the Gentile converts. But when the men from Jerusalem arrived, he withdrew and held himself aloof from the Gentiles and ate separately for fear of those of the circumcision party. And the rest of the Jews, along with him, also concealed their true convictions and acted insincerely, with the result that even Barnabas was carried away by their hypocrisy, their example of insincerity and pretense." Verse 14, but as soon as I saw that they were not straightforward and were not living up to the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas, to Peter, before everybody present, if you, though born a Jew, can live as you have been living like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how do you dare now to urge and practically force the Gentiles to comply with the ritual of Judaism and live like Jews? I went on to say, although we ourselves, you and I, are Jews by birth and not Gentile heathen sinners, yet we know that a man is justified or reckoned righteous and in right standing with God, not by works of the law, but only through faith and absolute reliance on and adherence to and trust in Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Therefore, even we ourselves have believed on Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, for we cannot be justified by any observance 
of the ritual of the law given by Moses, because by keeping legal rituals and by works, no human being can ever be justified, declared righteous, and put in right standing with God. Verse 17. But if, in our desire and endeavor to be justified in Christ, to be declared righteous and put in right standing with God wholly and solely through Christ, we have shown ourselves sinners also and convicted of sin, does that not make Christ a minister, a party, and contributor to our sin? Banish the thought, of course not. For if I or any others who have taught that the observance of the law of Moses is not essential to being justified by God should now by word or practice teach or intimate that it is essential to build up again what I tore down, I prove myself a transgressor. For I through the law, under the operation of the curse of the law, have in Christ's death for me myself died to the law and all the law's demands upon me, so that I may henceforth live to and for God. Verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. In Him I have shared His crucifixion. It is no longer I who live, but Christ the Messiah lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith, in and by adherence to and reliance on and complete trust in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Therefore, I do not treat God's gracious gift as something of minor importance and defeat its very purpose. I do not set aside and invalidate and frustrate and nullify the grace, the unmerited favor of God. For if justification, righteousness, and acquittal from guilt comes through observing the ritual of the law, then Christ, the Messiah, died groundlessly and to no purpose and in vain. His death was then wholly superfluous. Now that is how Galatians 2 closes out. Now my friends, I have many thoughts about this chapter. And I will hold them until our next episode. Listen to this again. Listen to it in all of its amazing, amazing strength. All of its amazing uh, power. All of its forthrightness. As you're hearing uh, this um, come forth in such a way that... It's staggering, really, to think about how powerful the Word is. So my comments I will hold off on uh, until uh, our next time together. And I will also uh, read Galatians 2, either out of the Message Bible or the Passion Translation, uh, in that next episode also. So thank you for being with me today here on Tent Talk, the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries. I look forward to our time together in the very near future. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccready.com or follow her on social media at nbmccready.com.